with the Royal Empress. I'm Hakima and joining me is my sister and co-host Akiva. This episode we are discussing womanhood and all aspects of the things that face women and the roles we play. Here to discuss this with us is a former guest, yo. You all know who she is. Our sister, licensed therapist Kim Beverly Muhammad. Hey, I'm about to say everybody say hello. <laughs> Let me read Kim's bio. Kim Beverly, MS, a licensed clinical professional counselor in the state of Maryland. In her 12 plus years of experience working in the mental health and early childhood education fields, Kim has developed expertise in advocacy and mental health awareness for communities of color. She currently works as a mental health therapist in Baltimore City and is the owner of KB Counseling and Wellness, a small private practice providing mental health services virtually. She is a graduate of William Patterson University, the University of Phoenix and Walden University and has earned a Bachelor of Science in Sociology, a Master of Arts in Education with a concentration in early childhood education and a Master of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling. She an educated sister. That's all I'm saying. She an educated <laughs> sister. <laughs> Kim has been a proud member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. In 2018, she was appointed to work on the international mental health, not, not local, you know what I mean? Not in the hood, but international mental health team. So this is to bring a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. She's been a guest speaker on several webinars discussing mental health issues in the black community because you know we need it. Okay, look, I'm throwing my own words in the bio. And then the importance of having boundaries in order to protect one's overall mental health. Welcome our sister back. Sister hey. Kim. Hey, sis. <laughs> Hello there. And it's so funny when you was reading the bio and you was like, you're an educated sister. And I was like, and I need my pockets to reflect that. But that's a whole nother know, thing. right? <laughs> Somehow the, the money in our pocketbook don't reflect how much wisdom education we have. See, that's a world that don't value educated Black woman. <laughs> um, yes. Well, <laughs> is there anything you want to add to that wonderful bio, sister? Did we capture it all? Um, I will add, um, since it was mentioned the last time that I was on, that I did start um, the Green Dress Project. I think it was around 2015. Um, the Green Dress Project is my baby. Um, it's kind of fell to the wayside a little bit, and I definitely need to get back on it. But the Green Dress Project 
came about in order to bring awareness. Um, it came about to, in order to have these conversations and to normalize these conversations as they relate to mental health in the black community and particularly with us as women. So I just wanted to make sure I came back and added that in there. Okay, all right, sis. All right, now you know what? We're gonna talk about the state of the woman in 2021. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about the state of women in 2021. So, sis, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I think in order to talk about the state of the woman, the black woman in 2021, yes, um, yes. we definitely need to reflect back on the black woman in 1990s, 1980s, <laughs> all the way back to when we first stepped foot here in the good old country of the USA. <laughs> yes. um, I think that we're working on a balance um, for us, meaning um, we've always been the caregivers providers not just for our own but for other people as well um and so we are at a place i believe that we we have definitely been empowered um but we still have a long way to go um and it would not be right for me to to talk about this and not talk about our brothers as well um, I think in 2021, we have a, a growth mindset, but our, our mindset oftentimes is it's growing without the Black man. Yeah. Um, and for other reasons, you know, obvious reasons. Um, and so I, I definitely think that, like I said, we've come a long way, but we still definitely have a long way to go. Mm, mm, mm. No how do you feel when you when you say that uh, our growth with the black male? Can you go a little uh, further into that? Well, um, over the years, um, quite a few of them, the black man and the black woman have kind of been put at odds with one another. Um, the black woman has been taught that she doesn't need a man; she doesn't need a black man, and so that has kind of taken on a ugly head of its own. And so we are out here, we're working hard, we're getting our education, we're becoming CEOs and I'm for it. But we can't forget about the black man. Yes, we have some good, we have some bad, but I think a lot of times the, the, the bad is being focused on more so than anything. If you don't need a man, fine, but don't put someone else down who wants one. And I see a lot of that still happening. Um, and differences of opinion, you know, when you don't agree, you're automatically toxic, you know, you're automatically a feminist, you know, you're automatically this, you're automatically that. And, and I think as a whole, that gets played off of. And, it, and again, we've been put against one another, you know, even on that, on some other end, you know, the black man is saying that he don't need us. We need each other. Maybe just differently now than when we needed each other in the past. We are in different times. We all know that we got two people in the home working. We all know that each can bring something to the table. If you choose to be in a household 
where you're the, the stay-at-home mom and, you know, fine, no problem. I think there's enough room for everybody in every different type of scenario and situation, but I think we've kind of forgotten that. What you said, sis, and that's an interesting point. It, it's, it's a choice. You're, you're at some point in your life where you may not need a relationship or you may be focusing on self. I just find that there's that type of woman who is vocal, but there's also that type of woman who's vocal who really just can't get one. And instead of just saying, sis, you know, I don't, I don't think that's even possible for me and open up a deeper dialogue. They just gonna put this little blanket over and just say, I don't need no man. Or, but really what they're saying is I can't get one no way. I might can attract him, but the relationship don't last because I've had this conversation with many women. And I know, think so. that goes back to our mental health. Yeah. I think that we have failed to realize that no matter what outside forces we deal with, happiness mm -hmm. comes from within. Yes. So you can get with a man and still not be happy if you're not dealing with you. And I think that's what it boils down to in any relationship you choose to be in, it, whether it be your girlfriend relationship, whether it be your work relationship, you can go out and seek all the relationships in the world and, and obtain them, but you're not keeping them because you're not dealing with you. And then you make it everybody else's issue or everybody else's <laughs> problem. I agree. I think a lot of our issues, and I'm glad you mentioned you, you went into that first because that's a big part of our issues or that affect the state of womanhood in today's world is male-female relationships. And I think a lot of it too is, and, I, and you tell me what you think, a lot of it is us not understanding our natures and the difference in our natures and who's responsible for what. Um, we get so caught up in society telling you what a woman is and what a man is and opposed to we as black people understanding as, as, peop as a people what a black man and a black woman bring, mean, mean to the black nation. What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I agree. Um... And it's interesting that as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of a show my husband and I were watching um, on Netflix the other day, and it was talking about the history of family and sitcoms. Mm. And what it was showing was that this white male dominant perspective has always been at play. Um, mm. And of course, when you don't come from your own and you're adapting to other people's livelihoods and cultures, you take that on as your own, even if it's not for you and you try to force it, everybody's not going to come from a, a leave it to beaver type of home. But that's what we view as home because that's what was always presented to us on TV as being the ideal home. That's, that's not the case anymore. It might have worked back then. Things are different now. Um, but again, we have always been, we've always come from that white male dominant society type of perspective. Even if we don't mean to, that's what happens. Things have, things have changed. You know, things are not as they used to be. I am coming into this new age swinging a little bit because I'm a 70s baby. I grew up with a certain mentality, um, certain mindset. Um, you know, 
but I'm learning that I can still have that, but be open to other things that are out there that are possible because I might just find something else new that I like and say, okay, well, time to put on some new games, you know? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it all depends. Um, but I definitely think it depends on the person. It depends on the, on the, on the individual. But we definitely, like I said, we, we come from that. Even with the history of sitcoms, they've always showed, you know, you can't talk about sex on TV. So I used to always question, well, they're married. She, she got a baby in her belly, but why are they sleeping in separate beds? You know, because <laughs> taboo and we, we're so far from that, but yet it's still being pushed for us to accept. But then there's the opposite side of it. You know, we got that rebellious side where you got the twerking and the TikToking and, you know, all that stuff, you know, going on. So it's like a battle of where do I fit in? What's, what's best for me and what's right for me? In, in, in my circumstance. We talk about those, those forced roles. Um, you know what, what is interesting to me as is, is, is Black women, as we, these forced roles, how much of that do you think is, is, is affected by uh, white feminism? I think, again, by <laughs> default, we as Black people, as Black men, as Black women, we get swept up mm-hmm. into what's been accepted and what's working only by default. Mm. Feminism is for us, but not for us. I think our feminism, feminism looks different from a white woman's feminism. Okay. Um, but we want to all be included. Not we, <laughs> we, we. <laughs> we as a society want to be included and we're like, we, we come to the defense of, you know, the Karens and the Beckys and all that. <laughs> but we need it. They're not there. Mm. So I definitely oh. believe that there's certain aspects of feminism, definitely for us, but look different than what we're used to seeing, if that makes sense. That's okay. yeah. I would I would like to to kind of talk about it too from the standpoint of how we define ourselves as black women uh, in terms of our roles in society as our roles as women our roles as mothers um, wives girlfriends uh, CEOs like we, we have there's so many there's so many titles that we wear. Um, and, and, and so that's how I can see where that, that whole piece where there's parts of feminism that belongs to us, basically because of the roles we play. Um, but those roles and how we play our roles are very different from other women. Most definitely. And they have different type of support systems to go along with their feminism that we don't mm. have as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it doesn't look, it doesn't look the same. And again, we're only allowed at the table or giving certain benefits or giving certain, um, afforded certain opportunities as long as everyone else can be included. It's right. never just for us or about us. And again, since we set foot on the, on the shores of America, we've always been good enough for this, but not for that. We're good enough 
you know, for me to 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 rape and and have sex with and do all these things, but that's it. You know, we, we don't view you as anything beyond that. You can nurse my baby, but outside of that, there, there's nothing. We've always been the caretaker and no matter what we've done, and, and it's not a bad thing as long as it's not like how it used to be, if that's what you choose to do. I'm a caretaker, I'm a wife, uh, I, I have children, I work, you know, I, it's a struggle at times, but it's what I choose to do. My right. cousin and I, we have these conversations, we decide what's going to happen. And I think that's a big part of it. I think that expectations are not being discussed in households and things anymore. You know, you come into the table and you're mad that the other person is not doing this and you're not doing that. But did you have the talk? Because it's not fair to get mad at someone who's not meeting the expectations that you didn't have a conversation about. So again, it's, it's whatever works for you. There's a lane for everybody. And sometimes it's okay to turn on your blinker and switch lanes if you choose to. And you should be allowed to do that without someone honking a horn telling you you need to get back in your lane. No, there's multiple lanes. Mm. And if I choose to cross them, that's, that's on me. Why, why, why do you care? We mm. care too much about what everybody else is doing. I'm pretty sure you all heard that if we all minded our own business <laughs> for eight hours of the day, we, we would have a full-time job. Wow. You know we, that we're so worried about what the next person is doing when it, when it gives us no benefit. Whatsoever. Mm. And I get it. You know, we like the celebrity gossip and we like to have <laughs> conversations about different things. It's nothing wrong with that. But why are we internalizing it? Like, what you eat, I gotta digest and spit out. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> but as far as our roles, how do these roles, the roles that we play as Black women, affect us in terms of our mental health? Um, I think it. I think it definitely does have an effect. It has an effect on. We we still feel like even though we've accomplished these things, that we need more. And we're, and we're out working so hard to accomplish things that we're forgetting to take care of ourselves. Um, we, are, we are opening up ourselves to do things that we really don't want to do. Um, the best thing that I've learned to say in the last couple of years is no. Mm. And then someone's waiting for the explanation. Oh, you want to explain? I, I don't owe you one. Want <laughs> <laughs> one, I don't mind you asking, but from this point on, I don't, I don't give one because... I just don't want to, it, and it, it it may not even be a reason. I don't care to, you know what I'm saying? So I think that we 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 still feel like we have to please people, whether it be our supervisors, you know, this person, that person. We 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 still are of the of the mindset of trying to be all things to everybody, but not being all things to ourselves. We think that because we have degrees, that that somehow changes things. And to a degree, it does. But a lot of times I've been in conversations or heard of conversations where people have reached as high as they can go job-wise, but they're still not happy. Right. And that's because happiness starts, again, inside. If you're not meeting your own needs and you're so worried about meeting the needs of everybody else, 
at some point, your mental health is going to be affected. Your mental health is going to decline. And, and, and once it goes down, everything else kind of falls along with it. If you're not caring for yourself properly and you're the CEO of a, of a major corporation and you're managing all these high value money accounts and all that, all of that is going to crash if you are not taking care of yourself. Y'all all gonna crash together. Wow. So again, you know, I, I, I applaud us. I, I applaud us as black women. We, we, we're phenomenal. I'm, and I'm saying it because I am a black woman. That's right, that's <laughs> we, right. We are, we are amazing. But we need to realize that even without all those things, we're still amazing. I think sometimes we we put so we put so much pressure on ourselves, um, and in an attempt to prove things right. to other people. Right. And I think that's very dangerous when you have to because it's like it, you know we have to show you that I have this and I have that. And I have this and you and, and the accolades. And it's like, why do you feel the need to do that? Is that a part of that that mental health piece that's missing that you need things versus definitely when, for some. Um again, we're looking for everything on the outside to make us whole and to make us happy. And for some, it might work. For others, not so much, you know? Um, of course, everybody wants a better paying job and you want a better this and you want a better that. But if you get it and you're still not happy, you don't want to keep trying to go up. You, you want to stop where you are and, and, and kind of reevaluate and reassess what's going on. You know, what, what do I need to do differently so that I can start to feel good about this money I'm making or that nice car that I'm driving out there. Um, we, we, we want those things because society says that's what we're supposed to have to make us happy. This is where advertisement comes from. Everything is by design, you know? I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, I was looking, I was, I was looking at something on Facebook or whatever and now they see that advertisement everywhere. They, they, they know what they're doing when they're trying to push these things, you know, to us. And, and so we, sometimes we give in because we think, oh, okay, well, I really need it. So this is going to make me happy and we go get it. But then they're like, oh, we're not really happy. I know someone was just saying that they, they, um, they were talking about all these things that they wanted. They, they weren't happy. And so they wanted a job. They wanted new, to get a, a, a new wig and they wanted makeup and clothes. And, and they're obtaining those things, but she was like, but I'm not happy. Mm. I'm like, because your, your happiness is not out there. It's in here. And you have to, you, you have to start doing self-reflection and you have to work for your happiness. It's not, it's not gonna just magically appear. You have to work for your happiness. That means having a different mindset, you know? Um, I always talk about with my young clients uh, when I'm talking about anxiety and um, I'll say, you know, you get anxiety, someone doesn't text you back right away. What, what, what are you thinking when they don't text you back right away? Oh, they don't like me. You know, I did something wrong. I said, so what would be the opposite of that? Um, 
uh, well, you know, they're not responding back. They're probably busy. I'm like, but you're focusing on what the, the wrong part of it versus is they're actually probably busy. I said, so that's the part that grows. Where you focus, that's, that's what grows. So if you choose to focus on the negative aspect, the negative aspect is going to grow. If you focus on the positive, the positive is going to grow. So again, you can get all the lace front, all the lashes, all that that you want. If you're not whole inside, you're just a whole mess now. Mm. All that, it's not going to make a difference. Mm. We talk about these roles and, um, and, 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 and how you know, we, we're trying to fit into these different roles and how it affects us. I want to know your thoughts on it because it bothers me. So it's be good for discussion is how we, you know, to manifest is masculine energy. And so many women be walking around, I'm a boss. And, you know, for me, that's too much masculine energy and that creates an imbalance. And, and so often we as women, we get in this boss mode and that's a lot of uh, masculine energy. But then it starts to affect our relationships with our men. It starts to affect our relationships with our children because it's hard to unplug or cut that switch off to say, okay, I'm not at work no more. Now I'm in wife or girlfriend mode or now I'm in mom mode. That's almost, undif- that's almost difficult to do or very difficult to do. So what are your thoughts on these, these roles that take us out of our feminine nature and then contributes to the, the destruction of our mental health? I think that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but I will say... Um, Individuals that are, are like that probably have always had to fight, struggle, mm. survive. That's deep. And so when they finally got there, you know, they, they, they're trying to keep it. Mm. Don't, they don't want to lose it. And so they, they find it difficult to shut it off. Mm. That's deep, it's sis, right there when it's appropriate to do so. My, my family would tell me in a minute, you are not my therapist. <laughs> First of all, I know that I'm not your therapist because I would have fired John. I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> but I just, I told them, I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Becoming a therapist has helped me look at things differently and from a different mm. perspective that I didn't before. Mm. And so I, I try to stay in my lane when I'm at home but that doesn't mean I'm not going to check certain things, you know, if, if I'm concerned that your, your behavior changing in certain way, I am going to probably look at that from a mental health, you know, mm. I probably could help, but no, I'm not going to, I'm going to find someone right. that can do that for me because ethically we, we can't do that. But I, I think that, um, People uh, get stuck in, in, in those titles because they, they probably worked hard to get them. They yeah. don't want to lose them. And so mm-hmm. it, 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 they feel that if they relax a little bit, like it, it, their identity is going to change or mm. something about them is going to be different or they're going to be perspe- perceived as someone who they really are. <laughs> and, they never, and they haven't dealt with that person. So I think a part of it just, in some instances for some people, it just becomes a part of who they are. They've always wanted a title. Now they finally got one. 
and they don't they don't know how to let it go they don't understand that once you walk in that door and then little kids are walking on your mommy now you're not boss you might be the boss to a degree in your home but you shouldn't be managing your home the same way you're managing you know your your, your corporation or wherever it is that you're working if so then you gotta have a conversation you know that's, um, so, that's in, so heavy in, in, in terms of the 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 masculine aspect of it um i think again we we're looking at the dominant society and what they're doing um and so we're we're showing up trying to fit in instead of showing up and and you can have a seat at the table but it might just have to be at the opposite end or a different end or you create your own um you know, we, we want so much to be accepted and to look at to be looked at in, in, in these roles that sometimes we just don't know how to stop and, and, and let it go. And it's unfortunate. Um, but the dominant society tells us this is what it's supposed to be. You know, then like you gotta show up and, and play ball all the time. Well, no, like we, we're, not, we're not negotiating contracts on how many groceries we buying at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we might be. <laughs> it could be when you got a fifteen-year-old, right. like my husband. But you know, it's, 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 it's a bad. It's, it's it's really no idea balances. You know, we there and there really is no such thing as a balance. I mean, when you really look at it, it's if if, if there's twenty-four hours in a day, and and supposedly you're sleep for eight of those, right. and you're working for eight of those. That's already sixteen hours out of your day where you choose to spend your time and what you choose to do that's what you're balancing how do i balance all these other things to fit in with my family life and my work life but of course we know that doesn't always happen work takes over sometimes you know something that can definitely be harmful to our mental health if if not checked is what takes over the most mm. i'm tired of the word self-care <laughs> How are you going to decide to wear self? No. I'm just being honest. You got uh, an alternative then. <laughs> uh, how about self-preservation? Oh, I love it. Yes. Self-preservation. Uh, That's the new word. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to make it the new word. Then... <laughs> well, you understand what I'm saying, but I do like that better. We know how, how the new words get. They get right. Right. Yeah. Because at the point that, because, because, because it transcends into things that it's really not. <laughs> so I, I, I want to really talk about this from a mental health perspective. What is it? What is self-care for Black women, quote unquote, mm. self-preservation for Black women <laughs> from a mental health perspective? It depends on the, depends on the Black woman. Everybody's well, of course, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a blanket statement out I here know. now. So universally speaking, and of course, we're going to take what we need and discard what we don't anyway. But just in general, um, because we're talking to a generalized audience, right? We don't we don't know who we're speaking to. But sometimes it's it's the general things that can you know touch somebody's ear. So if I'm walking into my therapist's office, you don't know me from Adam, right? I mean, I know you're going to talk to me to see to try to um, specialize it for me. Right. But in general, if you had to just speak to a group of women, you know, just from a general perspective. Um, 
I think I think that we we have to realize that it's it's okay again to say no and to realize that we can't be all things to everybody. Ooh, teach. Especially if we're not being all things to ourselves first. Mm. Say that again, sis. <laughs> and, and say seriously, that's not an individual thing. That's every woman. I say that no, that's me right there. Say that and look 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 at me when you say that again. <laughs> not be all things to everybody if you're not being all things to yourself first. Thank you. See Akita. That she really was saying that to me. I needed to hear that. <laughs> but you're right. So many women are in the it same is, boat. <laughs> it's it's it genetically kind of in us to be nurturing and to be a caregiver to mm. everyone else. Again, since we stepped foot <laughs> on these here shores, we have been everything to everybody except for ourselves. Mm, yes. And we're talking about generations upon generations upon generations of unhealed trauma that what happens or we grow up doing what our mothers did because mm -hmm. that's all we know. True. She's True. doing what her mother did because that's what they knew. Most of the things that we do now that are generational are still rooted in survival mm. versus living. We have always been surviving and not living. Mm. And I think that's a very hard thing to switch. It's very hard to give that up when that's all we've ever known. And so sometimes we're afraid of something different because it's what we never knew that. Um, for example, um, the whole superwoman mentality. We used to love that. We used to be like, oh yes, I'm the superwoman, you know? Now it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not your superwoman. <laughs> um, it is okay to take that cape off now and burn it. <laughs> because you know, you're not. <clears throat> you, not. You, you know what's so important about that, that you said, Kim, about us not being a superwoman? But just if we really look at, now, I don't watch all these superhero movies and all that, but when it's on, my husband like watching all that stuff. Right, right. Even the superheroes, take time out for self-care yeah, you know bruce, what i'm saying bruce wayne, <laughs> took his suit off. bruce wayne took his suit off and mm -hmm. he was and he entertained <laughs> gotham you know superman went and worked with lois and they had drinks and things you know mm -hmm. they, they took their suits off Thank it's like you. ours is is it's like you know we, we, we're tugging at it and we, we don't know how to take it off because it's ingrained in us mm. generation upon generation upon generation a lot of things again we still do today are things that were done to survive back in slavery mm -hmm. you know when we when we're hurting we think it's a sign of weakness to show that mm. we think that if if someone knows that we're sad or we're crying that they're going to look at us as being less or, you know, whatever. But 
the only reason why we were ever taught that you're not hurt or you need to be strong was about survival. If master hears you crying, mm-hmm. he's going to take you, he's going to beat you, or he's going to kill you. So I need you to hold that pain in for me. So look at the message that that sent to that child who became a parent, right. who had a child, who became a parent, and so forth and so on. And so today we're very happy to say we're happy and we're excited. But when it comes to those uncomfortable feelings, we don't want anybody to know about them because they're going to think we're not strong. And really, we also do a disservice when we tell our friends, girl, it's okay, just get over it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll find another one. Suck it up, huh? <laughs> or that her you're, you're not really hurt. But really what's happening is, is two things going on. The person who's on the opposite end watching, they're uncomfortable and don't know how to help you. Right. Mm. Oh, wow. And you're uncomfortable because now you're holding all this pain inside. So as women, we have to learn to tell each other, sis, it's okay to cry. Stop crying. Bridget, cry. <laughs> you know, cry, let it out. Why do we tell each other, don't be mad? Why? Why shouldn't we be? It's an emotion or a feeling for a reason. Why am I not allowed to be mad? We're always told to hold those things in or it's not as big as it seems when it really is. It's, it's okay. And so we're holding that in. And when we're in these positions of, of power and this and that, and you know, we start seeing people getting on our nerves and you know, having these nervous breakdowns, we're holding all of that plus the weight of the world on us. That's, that's a deadly combination right there. Yeah. It's a real deadly combination. And so we need to really evaluate our, if our friends are not allowing us to express ourselves and, 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 and it's making them uncomfortable, then you, you need a group of friends. You, you mm-hmm. need, you, you need to, don't mean you got to kick that one to the curb. Just know that that's not who you're going to go to to express your feelings to because she's right. not supportive and she probably don't know how to support, you know, her own emotional intelligence or her own emotional health. And so, I, again, it is about self-preservation. Um, but I, I think oftentimes we, we just don't know how to do that because we've never been taught. We think it's automatically a manicure, pedicure, getting a right. hair, eyebrows. It's so much more than that. that that's, that's helpful. There's nothing wrong with getting your toes done. Everybody love that makes you feel good. That makes you feel good. But um, outside of that, it's, it's more than that. Because that polish is going to peel. <laughs> <laughs> that polish is going to peel. That eyelashes is going to lift. Right. Inside is, is what we have to deal with. And again, we need to have supportive systems in place to, to go to and talk to. Because, yeah, it's, it's fine having a therapist. But, you know, that cost. Right. You know, and so it's it's okay to have that friend and your therapist. You know, like I said, you can pray and go to therapy. You can have a friend and that therapist, you know, to help support your your emotional, you know, well being. So that's what that's what it all boils down to. 
Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for that. I was just thinking when you were talking about that, how um, all of that anger and things that we keep inside it is um, also affects our health um, and why so many Black women have heart disease and mm-hmm. You know all of those things. I was just was thinking about that as you were as you were talking because that's well, great. You're open a drawer that's got nice folded clothes or the drawer that got everything stuffed stuffed in there. Mm. Right. Oh yes. Mm. You know you you you. It's easy to open when everything are, is is nice and in place. Mm-hmm. But that, that drawer where you just then stuck everything in there. You're trying to find something. You're trying to pull it and then you got to stick your hand in there at the top. And push stuff down just <laughs> my junk drawer. You talking about my junk drawer now? Why, why you had to go there, sis? Wow. Yeah, we all got one. I feel judged now. Right, judging. <laughs> you don't have one, but after a while, the junk drawer becomes very overwhelming, and you can't find yeah. anything in there. Sis, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a screenshot of my this drawer. I just love stuff everything in it. <laughs> I need to deal with my issues. Is that what you say? Yeah, we, we all have one. And it's, it's, it's okay. We kind of got to clean it out. You got to remove what doesn't belong in a junk drawer. Yes, ma'am. No difference. So solutions leads us to our challenges. And I'm yes. gonna play. I'm gonna play Jurassic because I'm about to go ahead. <laughs> all my challenges is your solutions. Okay, so you made it easy for me. All right, right. number one. You owe no one an explanation. Sister Kim said it so wonderfully. Just say no. Whatever you need for yourself, leave it. You don't owe nobody nothing. And you said that to me because I need to learn that. I'm always trying to give the explanation. I need to stop doing that. Thank you, sis. I needed that. See, I got some free advice. If you need me to uh, just inbox me, your in- just, just inbox me your invoice. All right. Next one is learn self-preservation. That's for you, Akiva. <laughs> Not self-care. Self-preservation. Learn to preserve yourself, but most importantly, schedule it. If you don't have it on your schedule, it's not going to happen. You schedule meetings, let's schedule self-care. Number number uh, three, let it out, let it out, let it out. Choose wisely who you do confide in and ask yourself, does your suffering make them uncomfortable? And if it does, that's not the person to confide in. Mm. Thank you for that, sis. Thank you. I needed that. And last Clean your drawer. See, this was sister, sister didn't stop judging me. You know what I'm saying? I know I got issues. <laughs> I love it, sis. Thank you. This is some powerful information. Clean that junk drawer. And I'm talking about your spiritual junk drawer. You got too many issues stuffed in the drawer. Take it all out. Decide what you need to get rid of and fold the rest of them issues and put them back in there. Hopefully you won't have any. But Oh, sister, that was so deep. I love it. And those are our challenges. Thank you, sister. And I want to add, it it, kind of goes back. We don't say no or we give an explanation because we don't want to hurt the other person. Mm, Yes, yes. We hurt the other person and we don't want to offend them. Right. Yes. We are hurting and guess who we are offending because we we don't say no. Amen. Not putting boundaries in place. So you rather risk your own happiness for the sake of making others happy who don't care about your happiness to begin with. Woo. So it's it's okay to not explain yourself. Now, if they if you want to, that's different. Like, for example, I'll ask my husband a question. He got to go all around the mall very much. Typical male. <laughs> yes or no. And if I want no to... No male bashing. 
<laughs> We're venting right now. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry. If I want to know, then I'll ask. But all that before, I, just just tell me. That's at least for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so again, we don't owe it. It's mm. it's, it's a courtesy at this point that I give mm. you one. But for the most part, we don't give it because we don't want to offend and we don't want to hurt the other mm. person or we don't want to push them away. Again, yeah. if you say no and they are pushed away, keep pushing. Go. Bye. Because you just told me that you're only trying to mm. get a net. Mm. Teach. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Powerful. So powerful. Hey, ain't nothing else to be said since you dropped some bombs on us. So, um, on that note, you have any last words of what you, or any last words you would like to give our audience and also information on how our, our audience can reach out to you? Um, so, yes, I'm a mental health therapist here in Maryland. However, I do have an Instagram page where I post, you know, different things. Um, they're not always just practice related, but just more so mental health related. And it's just KB Counseling and Wellness on Instagram. I don't have any other social media platforms outside of that right now because I'm staying in my lane of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> like I know me, I start adding stuff. Now I got to juggle this stuff. So Instagram is what it's going to be for now. So yes, KB Counseling and Wellness. Um, and again, I just appreciate you guys having me on and, and having these discussions and these, and these dialogues, you know, because they're, they're needed. Um, Again, when I first came on, I was a student. Um, now I'm a full-fledged uh, licensed professional. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> and so I'm I'm excited about that. And not to not to take away or knock me not knowing anything as a student because it's still life experiences and internships and things are taking place. But yes. I've thank grown you so much, sis, for for coming on. I want to thank our listeners uh, for coming back and always supporting us. And definitely we enjoy your wonderful feedback that you give us about our guests. Until the next time, peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress organization. All rights reserved.